Hello, my spooky friends. I'm Blair Bathory, and this is the Something Scary Podcast. Thank you for joining us, whether it's your first time delving into the darkness or if you are brave enough to make a return visit. Welcome. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. If you're fascinated by the darker sides of humanity, join us every week on our podcast, Serial Killers, where we go deep into notorious true crime cases. With significant research and careful analysis, we examine the psyche of a killer, their motives and targets, and law enforcement's pursuit to stop their spree. Follow Serial Killers wherever you get your podcasts and get new episodes every Monday. Some people love to crawl into their cozy beds and doze off to sleep. But for some of us, bed is more like a prison, just waiting till our blurry eyes can no longer stay open to trap us. It's when the old hag strikes and sleep paralysis sets in. For those of us who fear the dark and suffer from all the terrors of the night, well, we'll sleep when we're dead. First, Deadly obsession willed to life, followed by silent screams. Then a vengeful nightmare. Finally, in our featured story, sleep-deprived madness. I receive hundreds of creepy story submissions every single week. And of those, the scariest ones make it into our podcast, along with the story that we've chosen to animate and post over at youtube.com snarled. If you have a tale you're dying to share, send me an email at somethingscary@snarled.com. If you'd like to support Something Scary, then consider joining our Patreon. As a patron, not only can you help the show and see ad-free episodes, but you can also be a part of the horror and hear your name featured in one of our podcast or weekly video stories. Visit patreon.com snarled. So... Want to hear something scary? Sleep when you're dead.
Sometimes, obsession will keep us awake at night, and sometimes it will just kill us. Like in this story, written by one of our featured writers, L. Marie Wood. The movie went off and cycled back to the main screen, burning the stationary main page into the plasma TV more and more with every passing second. Carla had fallen asleep in front of the television again, as she had most nights since she got the DVD, unable to pull herself away from the screen to make it to bed, slipping in and out of a dream state. She hummed contently and stretched as the main page reflected on her face, letters illegible in the unnatural glow. Her elbow hit the DVD box, calling her attention to it once more. She picked it up, scrutinized the cover for what felt like the hundredth time. There wasn't anything special about the cover. Nothing jumped out to make you look. It was a B-level movie with a cast that you think you might have seen before. But if so, you can't remember where. Pretty enough people, mildly interesting storyline, cheesy artwork mostly covered with a dingy $5.99 sticker stuck crookedly on the top right corner. Discount store buy. But that wasn't all of it. Not to Carla. The word play seemed to pulsate on the screen. Her breath quickened. Carla put the movie back on, restarting the movie without taking time to stretch her legs or even get a drink of water. She took a deep breath as the movie began. Boring lines recited on an uninteresting set by actors that never really made it. She advanced the video agitatedly. The story, those actors, they weren't what Carla was there for. The man she had seen in her fantasies showed up at the fourth chapter selection looking like a combination of her first love, a guy she knew from work, and the last guy she had dated. Such an odd mix, with unkept hair, deep, penetrating eyes, the most sensuous lips. Carla could hardly tear her eyes away from the screen when he was in a scene. Fast forwarding through the rest, just so she could see him again. After her second time watching the movie all the way through, he started looking at her. At first, it was just a look. He would look at the screen, seemingly at her, when he should have been looking at the actor opposite him. The first look was just a peek, just a glance. Carla almost didn't notice it at all. His second look was so much more meaningful. There was a playful twist to his lips that was endearing. His third look was downright heart-stopping, the way he licked those luscious lips of his and lowered his eyelids. Carla bit her lip in anticipation. Carla? Carla gasped. He was looking at her again, full on now, shoulders squared to the screen, watching her. He was smiling just enough for her to see a hint of white from his teeth. Carla spun her head around, looking in all corners of the room to be sure no one had snuck in and was playing games with her, but she was alone. She looked back at him. He cocked his head and smiled. She leaned into the screen involuntarily, chest heaving before she could stop herself. He was an extra in the scene, just someone milling around like the other people were in the background, but he was talking to her, his voice enticing and oh so clear. She watched the movie three more times that day and more that weekend, blowing off shopping with her sister, a date with a guy she had been interested in for months, sleeping in her bed, 
and eating. He told her how beautiful she was, pouting his lips as he spoke, letting her see all the curves and contortions they go through as they formed words. He blew kisses at her and licked his lips. She thought she might be dreaming, but she didn't care. He leaned closer, begged her to stay, not switch off, and she complied willingly. As Carla snored, catching her first reluctant winks in 30 hours, the screen flickered and blinked before finally looping again to the beginning of the movie. For a second, gone faster than Carla's eyes could have deciphered had she been awake, a roiling sea of red bubbled to the surface, washing Carla's face in blood as a tentacle reached out to stroke her cheek as another encircled her neck. She never felt the tentacle that plunged into her mouth or the one that caressed her optic nerve as it teased her eye out of its socket. She was dreaming of floating, gliding, being light as a feather as the tentacles writhed against her flesh, raising her off the ground to access her treats better. The worst nightmare I ever had, I was 15 years old and I can still remember every detail to this day. Have you ever had a nightmare that felt so real it affected your life? Do you think it was real? And how did you know the difference between the dream world and reality? Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Day-to-day life can be difficult enough without having to function with a demon weighing you down. Like in this story, written by Janine Pipe. I have suffered from night terrors my whole life. It began at a young age, with monsters under the bed. The dreams were so vivid, I would swear I could feel them tug at my blankets or hear their ragged breathing from below. As a teen, the regular angst of relationships and exams accompanied me to the dream world, but my dates would be ripped apart. The examiner would manifest into something from Ringu. My parents and teachers blamed an overactive imagination, but it was so much more than that. Every night was the same, and for anyone thinking, Why not just try a different sleep pattern? Believe me, I tried it all. No matter the time or where I am, they always come for me. Exhaustion tends to take over 
since I do everything I can to work myself into a state of delirium during the day. Otherwise, I'd be too afraid. I know what's coming. But once my body can stand no more, I fall into a deep sleep and then I wake with a start, my entire body jerking as if breaking a fall. But immediately after, I am frozen. I am stiff as a board, completely paralyzed. I can breathe but not open my mouth. I can see, blink but not rotate or close my eyes, which means I cannot avert them from the glowing red orbs in front of me, piercing into me, never faltering. Whilst I cannot move, cannot open my mouth to scream or screw my eyes shut, ironically, I can feel. I can feel the weight on my chest, a literal weight because something is resting upon me, something that has no right to be there or in this world at all. It is the reason I know there must be a hell as nothing this putrid and malevolent could ever be born from this world. I know I am awake and yet the rational part of my brain wants me to believe I am not. Perhaps it's trying to protect me because once you know the creature sitting on your chest is real, there is no going back from it. Due to the darkness, I am unable to describe exactly what it looks like. Why not leave a light on, I hear you ask? I do sometimes, but yet when I awake, it is always off. There's never an explanation for it. Overhead bulbs, lamps, candles, even the TV. Whatever I try to use to emit some light gets shut off, leaving the creature in shadow, with just his glowing red orbs fully visible. Sometimes, my eyes begin to adjust to the dark a little, and I am able to make out his outline. Those times are actually better, as at least I can partially see where he is. And if he moves, it doesn't happen often, but sometimes he will crawl off my chest and up my body in spider-like movements until he is level with my face. And then he will hover above me, his glowing red orbs shining like brake lights directly into my eyes. He never speaks, never reveals why he's there, why he has chosen me. Each visit, I wonder if he'll finally make a sound in many ways, the silence makes the ordeal even worse, and I'm left wondering if I'd feel better knowing or not. I never know how long it lasts. It could be seconds, although it feels like hours. Just as suddenly as I am jerked awake, he disappears and I can move again. Squeeze my eyes tight, open my mouth, and scream. Now in my early 20s and not long out of college, the actual nightmares are the least of my concerns because I have discovered why I have them. Some lucky people might speak of having a guardian angel or someone watching over them. I have something else entirely, not an angel on my shoulder. I have a demon on my chest, literally. Have you ever woken up in the middle of the night in a cold sweat? squinting your eyes in the darkness trying to see? Me neither. Have you ever felt the weight of something evil holding you down? Do you think it was supernatural or all in your head? If you were able to, how did you deal with it? Let us know 
at somethingscary@snarl.com if you have a story about sleep paralysis and demons. Kanashibari is the Japanese term for sleep paralysis, or the monster who causes it along with total destruction. Like in this story inspired by T's vlog. Akira was invited to a sleepover party at her friend's house, a traditional Japanese home with tatami matting and sliding doors. She knew other girls would be attending, but she had not realized the girl who had bullied her for years, Hamari, would also be in attendance. Akira would go out of her way to avoid her in the halls at school, and now she would be in close proximity. To begin with, everything went well until Akira found herself alone with Hamari. No one wants you here, Hamari hissed, her eyes narrowing like a snake's. Before Akira could respond, the other girls returned, and the energy in the room returned to normal. But Akira could feel Hamari's eyes boring into her, watching her. She wished she could eliminate Hamari from her life forever. When the girls went to retrieve their futon mats from the closet, a cold chill permeated the room. Of course, an enclosed space wouldn't get the same airflow as the rest of the room, so they thought nothing of it. The girls made their beds and after some usual idle gossip, fell asleep. All except Akira, who lay awake, imagining what else Amari may have in store for her and thinking of ways to get revenge. She felt the chill again as the temperature of the room began to drop. She shivered, first from the cold, and then fear as she heard the faint sound of laughter. She couldn't tell where it was coming from, but it didn't seem to be any of the girls who were all fast asleep. It became louder, growing closer and more menacing. Akira thought it sounded like a man and her friend's dad was away on a business trip. She tried to slink down under the covers as the noise closed in around her, but she couldn't move. She attempted to cry out Amazed no one else had woken, but she couldn't. No noise would come out. Panicking as she realized she was paralyzed, her eyes dashed around the room and came to rest upon a shocking and terrifying sight. Sitting on top of Amari's chest was a creature with fiery pits for eyes, sharp pointed teeth, and dangerous looking talons. Akira was helpless, unable to move or even call out for help but she could see the terror in Hamari's eyes while the monster crouched on her ribs, laughing. She tried with all her might to scream, but everything was frozen. Overwhelmed with terrible guilt, she wondered if it was all her fault. She simply watched, completely immobile as the demon tore into Amari's chest. With one swoop, its nail shredded her skin and tore through her body. Maniacal laughter accompanied each movement, It dug its hands into her chest and pulled out her heart, plucking it from her body as if it picking an apple from a tree. The sight was so utterly horrific, Akira thought she would throw up if it were not for the paralysis. Terrified of what might happen next, she didn't dare take her eyes off the heart stealer, but it seemed to only want Hamari. As the last flicker of life left Hamari's body, the creature fled the room. With every inch put between it and her, the cackling trailed off, and she could feel her fingers and toes begin to move once again. 
She watched as it crept back into the icy closet where their futon mats were stored and disappeared. Once able, she sprung up and screamed as did the others. They too all saw what had happened from their own corners of the room, equally paralyzed and unable to move a muscle. Out of fear that no one would believe them and angering the demon, they all vowed to never speak of it again. Akira and her friends left the house in the morning, never to return. Do you think Akira was the cause of this tragedy? Have you ever been to a sleepover where things didn't go quite as planned? Sometimes our most terrifying fears follow us through the night. And sometimes those nightmares will be the very death of us and those we love. I nestled under the blanket staring blankly at the glowing screen of my phone as I scrolled. It was 2 a.m. and sleep had evaded me yet again. My parents kept telling me to just close my eyes and slow my breathing. Unusual things can happen if you don't rest. But having just moved into a new house, I was having trouble falling asleep. And when I did, it wasn't pretty. Six months had passed and I was still waking up shaking and trembling my pillow damp with tears, sheets drenched in sweat. It was because of him, a tall skeletal man who stalked my nightmares. He had this crooked smile and eyes glowing with the promise of death. And just as I was about to finally doze off, I heard the slashing of a knife coming from my parents' bedroom, I'm probably dreaming, I tried to reassure myself, attempting not to fidget. Just stay sleeping, I told myself. But the sounds continued again and again and again, and I couldn't take it anymore. I tried to sit up and I couldn't move. Panic set in. In my typical night terrors, I'd be stuck, unable to move, and in full-on sleep paralysis only the fantastical setting letting me know I was dreaming. I had never experienced anything so realistic, so plausible. I didn't know if it was having a new level of a nightmare or if it was real. I was about to slide out of bed when I heard the creaks of the wooden flooring from the hallway. Oh my God, this is happening, I thought. I jumped back under the covers and laid still, pretending to be asleep. I could hear a knife scraping a deep scratch along the wall as it slowly drew closer. It took all my willpower to keep my breathing steady, and I could hear snippets of heavy panting and high-pitched giggles. Each horrific sound enveloped me in a cold sweat beneath the covers, listening, waiting. The scraping stopped outside the door, and after a minute or two of silence, I chanced a glimpse of the darkened room. Peeking out from the bedclothes, I could see the outline of a thin man standing just inside my room. A dagger in his left hand, dripping liquid onto the carpet. A scream crept up my throat, but I somehow managed to suppress it. The man approached the bed thinking I was asleep. 
I could barely see, but I heard the whoosh of a fast-moving dagger whip across the air. And despite my fear, instinct took over. I grabbed a pillow, holding it above my head, and the blade went straight through the middle. I cried as it pierced my palm. As he ripped the dagger out, we both screamed. It sounded as though my cry was coming from his mouth. White hot pain surged and pulsed through the ragged hole in my hand. I clutched my bloody wrist as he stood there, grinning. His eyes glowed like a cat's in the darkness. It wasn't until he lifted the dagger above his head once more that I jumped out and barely missed it. I reached for the lamp by my bedside table and swung as hard as I could. Somehow, it connected with his head. He yelped in surprise and pain, and I scrambled out, slamming the door behind me. I could hear footsteps behind me as I ran downstairs and into the kitchen. In the cast of moonlight, I caught sight of the man. It was him, the skeletal monster from my nightmares. Was this a nightmare? Would I wake up or did I somehow will him into existence? His features twist with fury and madness. Lips stretched in a terrifying grin. I fell back onto the granite chest, heaving. The inhumane noises filled my ears, drooling into my skull. I rammed my hands against my head, trying to keep the sounds out, and then I snapped out of it, opened my eyes, and he was gone. I couldn't bear the thought of seeing the carnage left in my parents' room. So I ran out of the house. The cool night wind met my wet cheeks and I stood bleeding into the street, crying for help, crying to wake up, praying this was just a terrible dream, but it wasn't. My parents are dead and I'm still in the hospital not from my wounded hand, which healed months ago, but because they say it was me, that I'm the one who killed them in my sleep. I look at myself in the mirror and I know I couldn't have done it. I know that it was him and I know that he will never leave me and that he'll be back. This week's podcast stories were edited by Sarah Lukasiewicz and Janine Pipe. Narration by Blair Bathory and Stephanie Strange. Audio edited and mixed by Fitz Harris. Additional audio editing by Calvin Linderman. Art and graphics by Irma Richardson. Produced by Annie Villabos. Music by Sapphire Sandalo and Calvin Linderman. Gail Gilman is the executive producer. If you have a story you'd like to submit, send me an email at somethingscary@snarl.com. Don't forget to watch the video version of Something Scary over at youtube.com snarled. And if you'd like to support the show and everything we do at Snarled, join our Patreon at patreon.com snarled. Until next time, my spooky friends, sweet screams. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. 
It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.